I hurt my foot um, like two months ago. So I have like this extra little bone in the bottom of my foot and um, I injured it. So I just had the cast off and I haven't been able to walk normal really these days. I take authority over the pain, over the trauma, and I command this foot to be healed right now, for the pain to go right now. You shall walk without the cane and without any pain in the name of Jesus right now. Let faith arise. Fear go right now. Bones come into alignment. In the name of Jesus, you are healed right now. Let the fire of God, there we go, wow, going through her body. Yes, I'm going to have you leave that cane right behind you. There's somebody who will take it. Now stand up straight. Take a step. Take another step. Take another step. Take another step. Hallelujah! Take another step. Come on this way. Come on this way. Woo! Hallelujah. What did Jesus just do? He just healed my foot. Hallelujah. What did you say? I said I felt it. He lifted me up and everything and strained my body. Yeah. Personality tests will measure where you are, but not where you could be. Don't let others label you and don't label yourself. Let the word of God decree who you are. But if you embrace that test's outcome and then therefore make decisions based on that test's outcome, now you are putting your trust in what man dictates instead of what God has already spoken. Can you see idolatry in that? How can a test that is man-made define God's creation? So as mature believers, we should not be looking to a test to define who we are, but to his divine power. Personality tests, yes or no. So in Christ, you are free. You are rescued. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are reconciled to God. In Christ, we are redeemed. We are known. We are accepted. We are justified. We are taken care of right? We are alive in Christ. That's just a partial list. God gives us everything that we need. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Amen. God is not finished with you yet. Say that over yourselves. God is not finished with me yet. See, we, were, we are always growing, and we're always changing, right? We're always growing and changing in Christ. That is the goal, and that is a good thing. You know, you shouldn't be today what you were maybe a year or two ago. You should see growth. It's right to see spiritual growth in your life. It's right. Say, it's right. Because the Spirit of God is drawing me into greater levels of truth if I'm yielded to him. So Philippians 1.9, and this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. He wants you to be growing at all times, that our love may abound, that we may abound in the truth more and more. Isn't that what we all want? 1 Corinthians 1. 
18, starting in 18, it says, God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise, the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Right? So God is going to use the opposite of what the world would deem important. Correct? So personality tests measure where you are, but not what you could be. And the Lord, he desires for you to see yourself as his ultimate perfect design. God has designed you. He has literally fashioned and formed you in his image. So personality tests will measure where you are, but not where you could be. I'm a perfect example of this as to why we should not put our value or our trust in a personality test. I was raised, I was very shy and very timid. Had I allowed a personality test to define me, had I allowed a personality test to mold me and, and influence my decisions, I probably would not be doing what I'm doing today. Because had I taken, and of course we probably all have taken personality tests, but had I clung to those tests and believed that's who I was, those tests would have put me in a box. Those tests would have defined me in man's ways, not God's. Because we are always supposed to be growing and really exemplifying Christ with everything that we do, right? So I'm so glad that I didn't allow a test, a man-made test, to mold me. We need to be careful of labeling. Don't let others label you and don't label yourself. Let the word of God decree who you are. Key. Say that's key. So God has defined you. And he is always growing you to be like him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become, they've become new. All things have passed. God is making you new. When you said yes to Jesus, he made you new. You're walking that out, the sanctification process, so that you see yourself getting, becoming, resembling Christ more and more. So personality tests, they measure your character qualities, but church, that can grow, and that should grow, that should evolve, that should be evolving as you grow in Christ. They want to define you. Oh, you are an introvert. Or you're an extrovert. You're emotional. Well, this one over here is intellectual. Oh, this one's a lion. There, there are different kinds of tests, and there's different kinds of outcomes that, you know, you will, they'll give you. Oh, this one's a lion, or this one's a golden retriever. Or, oh, you're stubborn. Are you kidding? Who would want to be labeled that? But this is what you get when you take personality tests. You're, you're stubborn. Um, oh, you prefer short-term relationships over long-term relationships. Well, you know, that sounds a little bit like reading your horoscope, does it not? And it's not very good. You know, oh, you don't like change or you do like change based on the month that you were born and then therefore your zodiac sign. And then you have Christians that go along with this 
And they go, oh, yeah, well, because I was born in, and so therefore I am. No, you're not. You are a child of God. You are purchased by his blood. You are an overcomer. You are redeemed. You are sanctified and set apart. That's who you are. That's how we are to divine ourselves by what God's word says, not what some person has said. So in reality, it is no different when you allow your horoscope or reading your zodiac sign. It's no different than going someplace and just believe. Why don't you just get your tarot cards read then? Which you know is a forbidden practice. It is forbidden, church, to do such things. What they're trying to do is define you. And how can, I want you to hear this. How can a test that is man-made define God's creation? Why don't we let the word of God define his very own creation? These tests have a way of limiting you. That's one of the biggest problems. They're not all bad. There's some things you might even be able to glean from them. You go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. But the problem is, is, is that when you take it to heart and you allow your life to be molded by that, to be led by that, you have just defined or let that test define you, man define you, and you've limited yourself. You've put yourself in a box. You know, these tests, they're, they're, they're made up by secular, a lot of them are made up by secular psych that are just trying to define and trying to put literally just um, limit people. Well, we know by the word of God that's what's, that's what's happening. So if a personality test reveals that you're an introvert, I want you to follow this. If a personality test reveals that you're an introvert, you're easily intimidated, uh, or you have a bent on holding on to bitterness, I mean, these are some of the things they'll say, you know, or that you're emotional. Um, if, if this test defines you and it's contrary to the biblical definition of who you are as a child of the most high God, then you may not take some of the risks that faith actually wanted you to take, the faith of Christ, the faith in God. You may actually say, no, I can't do that because I am an introvert. So I can't, I can't step out in faith and lead a small group or a large group because that's not my personality. How many of you guys have heard people say that? And then how many times could it have been that God wanted to do more in your life, but you allowed a test, you allowed this way of thinking to, to limit you and to stop you. And you'll never be satisfied fully unless you allow the Spirit of God to lead you and to speak through you. You see these kinds of tests also on, on social media a lot. You'll see these different kinds of tests, not just personality tests, but uh, you know, oh, your name or just all your looks, you know, all kinds of different things. Well, I'll tell you, church, it's, it's at least at, at minimum, it's immaturity. It's, it really is just immaturity, right? You know, and why do we play games with these things? Because really, we are holy vessels. And if we're holy vessels, then don't you think we need to take care of our temple and, and protect our spirit man from that which is frivolous? Yeah, we, we really do. So you might be quieter than the person sitting next to you. Everybody has the personality God has given them. You might be quieter. 
than the person sitting next to you. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you embrace that test's outcome and then therefore make decisions based on that test's outcome, now you are putting your trust in what man dictates instead of what God has already spoken. Can you see idolatry in that? We have to be able to see as God wants us to see. We have to be able to see the deeper things. And not just play, oh, it's just a game. It's just for fun. Or it's not a big deal. Why do you make a big deal out of that? Because it's taking you away from what God says is best. And good is the enemy of best. And I want to make sure I protect my spirit man and not just allow any person or anything to speak into my life unless it's God sent. And so that's really important. It's important who you allow to influence your life. It's very, very important. Okay, I'm going to use Pastor Kim as an example. So when she first came to this church, and of course that was like 10 years ago almost, she was quiet and she wouldn't speak up if something was off. She was, she was more quiet. But through time, through submission to the Holy Spirit and submission to me as her pastor, She's changed. She has become the person that God wanted her to, to become the whole time. You know, now she has eyes to see spiritually and the boldness to speak to it. Amen. Change. Why? Because she has positioned herself in a place where the word of God is first place. And there is huge change. Incredible change. Amen. Praise God. I believe the same for all of you. If you keep yourself in what is true, in what is holy, in what is right, if you keep yourself in the word of God and under godly influences, godly leaders, your mindset will start to change and align with the will of God. And you will start to see your own life represent Christ more and more, even when all odds are against you. You'll have wisdom. You will have the ability to see what others cannot see because your spirit is not dull anymore. One of the things that the enemy always tries very, very hard is to dull our spirit, dull our ears, dull our ability to see. And because a lot of Christians will... Um, play around with these kinds of things and think it's okay, they have just given the enemy access to dull their spirit. We don't want a dull spirit. We want our spirit. We have to take care of our spirit. We want it, our spirit to be strong and sharp. We want to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit that is consistently growing us, changing us, healing us, strengthening us so that he can fulfill his will in our lives. So our personality comes from God. Who we really are is not, is not derived from some, some test, man-made test. He wants us to depend on him and to do the things that require stepping out in faith. That's, that's what he wants, that we, we do the things that re require stepping out in faith and that which is out of the normal range of expectation. You're not normal. You're not normal, church. What are you? 
You're supernatural. God has, if his spirit lives on the inside of you, then you are supernatural. Why would you join yourself with what is not, well, at least what is less than? Because you don't know. You don't really know the power of God as you should. Or you've been through, maybe even at work, because they, they do these things. I know that, you know. You know, is it a sin to take a personality test? <laughs> it's not a sin to take a personality test. It's a sin to allow that test to dictate who you are. It's a sin. Um, why? Because here's the thing. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Now, some people will put their faith in the outcome of a test instead of in Christ. That's sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Is it a sin to take a personality test? Well, it depends on you. It depends on where your faith is. It depends on who you're trusting in. It depends on what you are going to do with the outcome. Personally, I don't want anything to do with it because it does, it does have a way. When, like It's like when you hear something, you can't unhear it. And so it has a way of at least trying to mold your thoughts. And then you have to work extra hard to not go there right? Or not think that, you know, when you hear something, it's like when you see something, you can't unsee it. So personally, I think it's wise to stay away from that stuff and not even bother with it because it's frivolous. God has so much more for you. You want to know who you are? Well, just take a look at the word of God. You want to know who you are? You are the becoming when God says you are who I am. I am in you. You look at me and you're beholding me. You behold his beauty. That is who you are. God doesn't limit you. Man does. And so he wants to take you from where you are today in whatever level of faith you have today. He wants to take you where you are today, whatever you're doing for Christ today, and he wants to give you more. And it has nothing to do with your personality. What it is is your submission to Christ. Will you submit to trust him in your weakness? Because he's not going to bless your strength, not necessarily, but he definitely blesses when we're weak in him. What does God anoint? He anoints the areas of your life that are weak so that you could literally walk in Christ and he gets all the glory because your weakness is now his strength. Personality test is going to tell you where you're strong, where you're, oh, and then people, well, this is what I want to do because that's where I'm strong. That's not where the anointing is going to be in your life. <laughs> it's going to be where your own self-will is going to be in your life, but it's not going to be where the anointing is, Right? The anointing is in the areas that you can't. Wherever you go, I can't. Good. That's where God can. That's where God wants to work. So we are who God says we are. You know, Esther, she was quiet. Personality, she stepped out of character. For her to go before the king, which would have cost her her life, and she knew it, for her to do such a radical, courageous thing means that she didn't let anybody define her. Well, you're quiet. You know, Esther, you're sweet and you're quiet. Don't do that radical thing. But she allowed obedience to the Lord to literally guide her steps and not what was comfortable for her. I'm sure it was very uncomfortable because it was death. It could have been death. So we're not going to rely on what's comfortable. Same with Gideon, right? 
Gideon, same thing with Gideon. If he was to, if he was going to look at his personality and say, "Well, I cannot lead a group. I cannot lead an army. I'm too afraid, too timid." But because he heard the spirit of God say, "Mighty man of valor," and he went and he did the assignment of God, even though had he taken a personality test, he probably would have not been on paper, chosen to do such a task. But God is going to choose the weak things of the world, is he not? Yeah. He's going to choose the weak things of the world and basically to defy the strong. That's what his word says. So we're in, we are, we're, we're in good company because the Lord is moving. Is he not? He's moving. A lot, also, a lot of, you know, everybody wants to be known. That's, that's, we all, this is an understood thing. It's worldwide. Everybody wants to be known, you know, known who they are. Do you know who I am? A personality test will try to define you. And like I said, there might be an element of truth, but only God can truly define you. Only God can truly define you. And we're only going to let God truly define us. Everything else is mixture. Here's the one that fully knows you, Psalm 139. Verse 1, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down, you know my rising up. You understand my thoughts from afar. He knows you. People want to be known, God knows you. He's already defined you. He knows you and he loves you. Psalm 139, 13 and 14 says, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. So as mature believers, we should not be looking to a test to define who we are, but to his divine power, God's divine power. Look at 2 Peter. Look at 2 Peter 1.3. 2 Peter 1.3. It says his divine power has given us all things, all things. We could stop right there. It says it's his divine power, not your personality test, not your strength, not the areas that you feel strong. It is his divine power that has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who calls us by his glory and his virtue. You know why God wants to use the weak things or the foolish things to, to basically just, you know, confuse and confound the strong and the wise? Because God's going to get all the glory in your story. He will get the glory when you're submitted to him. He will get the glory when people go, how in the world? I know that individual. I know how they used to be. How could they be doing what they're doing? The anointing of God. God will anoint the areas that you're weak in and you give to him. God will anoint when you say, Lord, I just want to obey you. And I, I don't want anything else to limit my walk. Because when I, that day that I, I literally go to see you, I don't want to hear, well... I had all these things for you, but you never really even asked or you didn't take those, those steps of faith because your mindset was already in a box. We need to shatter the boxes. You, you're not defined by somebody's words, somebody's test. You're not defined. You shouldn't allow it to define you. 
Say this with me. I am an heir of God and co-heirs with Christ. I am a beloved son or daughter of God. I am fearfully made in his image, in his likeness. I have God's divine power working through me. If you have God's divine power working through you, it's divine power. Say it's divine power. It's God's power. You have God's divine power working through you. All you need to hear is the voice of God. Lord, what is it you want me to do? I'm going to do it. Has nothing to do with my ability or what I think I have ability in or my lack of ability. It has everything to do with obedience to the Lord. Because he will bless what you step out in when it's God's voice you're listening to. Hallelujah. So you're not limited by circumstances. You're not limited by personalities. You're not limited by labels. Because Jesus said, and this is what his word says, as he is, so am I. As he is, so am I. Romans 12, 2 says, we are not to conform to this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. God wants you to do the hard things, but he's going to equip you to do them, right? So we are to be imitators of Christ, for we are his workmanship. It's totally contrary to what the world would want to uh, standardize you in and put you in this mold. It's totally the opposite. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ, Philippians 1.6. He's begun a good work in you, right? He must increase and we must decrease. Even in your areas of strength, <laughs> we must decrease and he must increase. John 3.30. So the world, even some churches, would want to define you and limit you. But God wants to move through you to heights that you never dreamed possible on your own. I don't think we want self-identification. We, we want Christ's dependency, his power working through us. So we're not going to get caught up in the mixture. We're not, we're not going to allow the focus to become on self that's the focus for these tests. We're not going to allow the focus to be on self, self-promotion, self-exaltation, self-realization. You know, it's not Jesus. The focus is off. You know, it's like people, oh, they, they talk about karma or they'll talk about, I, I can feel their energy. Would you please, as Christians, stop saying lingo like this? Oh, I can feel your energy. We don't want to equate and relate and sound like new, the new age. You might be discerning things, then use the word discernment. You might be picking up things. God is giving you insight. But don't be, oh, I feel your energy because you sound just like them. We are not to conform to the world. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. There are some too many mixtures out there, and we need to know what the truth is. Psalm 37, 4. Psalm 37, 4 says to delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart, right? Psalm 34, or I'm sorry, Psalm 37, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. But look at verse 3. It says to trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land, and feed on his faithfulness. When you feed on his faithfulness, then you will have your desires changed and molded to his desires. 
And then when that happens, you find yourself automatically delighting yourself in the Lord. And then, yes, he gives you the desires of your heart because your heart is submissive now to him.